progressive values are being challenged globally with right-wing governments getting out of fucking control by controlling women. These anti-feminist regimes want to take us back to when men were in caves and women were their property. Well, the mainstream media eggs them on with think pieces to question our right to live how the fuck we want. And they think we're just going to take it up the ass? Bitch, please. Join us, your favorite intersectional feminist bitches, to bring the wrath of intersectional bitchdom to these misogynist, racist, ableist, anti-LGBTQ, anti-poor motherfuckers by joining the bad and bitchy movement on our Patreon, where you'll get real feminist news, real feminist takes, and a real fucking intersectional feminism. You will support not only our pod, but our work on initiatives like Orders Up, where we hold the restaurant industry to account for their culture of sexual harassment. Visit patreon.com forward slash bad and bitchy to support independent feminist media in this time of resistance. These people need to be held accountable by those who are not in their back pockets and trying to get into cocktail events with them. Stay bitchy, my friends. Welcome to the Bad and Bitchy Podcast. I'm Erin. I'm Erica. And I'm Amy. And it's Misogynist of the Week time, guys. Fam. Y'all. <laughs> um, Word. I am so... I honestly didn't want to do this one only because i'm just so fucking tired of it but uh, our misogynist of the week is the new york review of books and <laughs> which like i'm sure many of you are like i don't get it what does that mean well the new york review of books um is very like well known and renowned mm-hmm. and they published an essay this week written by none other than grade a asshole gian gomeshi um and uh, I think Amy's going to give us a quick recap of what happened with Jean. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm sure this is imprinted in everyone's memory. I can't seem to shake the the horrible happenings of 2014. So Jean Gameshi is like a very pop, for those who don't know, a very popular radio host here in Canada. He previously was a member of a band and had published his own book and memoir and kind of a Canadian celebrity. Um, in 2014, he was charged with four counts of sexual assault, one account of uh, choking. He was charged by three different complainants to say nothing of the many, many other women who came forward about their experiences with him. And he was um, also um, implicated in, in a workplace sexual harassment and assault um, issues and there uh with with colleagues there as well with it for one particular colleague and so he was let go from his job he was actually he was represented by this uh pretty i mean i don't like her but <laughs> pretty respected kind of like badass quote-unquote woman lawyer marie hayden who like used some of the dirtiest tactics you can use in a in a sexual assault defense trial calling out the victims for what they wore for their sexual history and all sorts of awful things and of course he got off so he was actually never convicted but there is no doubt in anyone's mind that he did any of those things and uh yeah it was an open secret for many for many many years yeah yeah so uh basically uh Jean writes this piece, and uh, apparently the publisher of the New York Review of Books had 
a very strong hand in pushing this forward. So I, it doesn't seem as though there was a lot of editing. I'm sorry, this was the editor of the piece. And uh, yeah, the organization was just like very much involved in like making sure that this got through the way it was. And uh, basically, it's just a, a piece about Jian saying, well, you know what, like, I wasn't convicted. And you know how hard it is to be a social pariah? Like, this woman, she came up to me at karaoke, and, like, she saw that my name was Jian on the on the list of singers. And she was like, oh, my God, you know who else has the same name as you? That's so funny. This guy from Toronto who's, like, a sexual harasser, he was like, and she looked at him, and she's like, oh. <laughs> and there was, like, an awkward pause, and then, they sang a song together and everything was fine and now they're pals. Who but is this? This is what his essay is about. It is all these like loose, weird anecdotes about what it's like to rebuild his life in New York, that it's lonely and isolating. And he has done zero work to actually understand why people were upset with him. Mm-hmm. He has done zero work to actually try to make amends with one, the women, two, the public, three, his employer, who and then he was like, oh, by the way, there were no like char- I was not convicted, and also there was no criminal charges in the essay. That's what it said. I'm glad I didn't lose minutes of my life reading this drivel. So thankfully, um, the New York Review of Books has a paywall, so I read three paragraphs, and mm-hmm. then it was like pay to read more, and I was like, fuck that, it's not happening. There are a lot of. Um, folks who did read it so you didn't have to and and provide summaries if you there's one you know one piece in flair that that was really helpful um but the whole thing is just so um unnecessary and unfortunate and the timing couldn't be worse one of the anecdotes he says is that you know he's like oh a female friend of mine says that i'm a pioneer of the me too movement um that's one of the choice quotes and it's like no actually like more like the women you're, you're the rep- pioneer for fucking causing the me too movement well like fuck it's off. interesting because what i found really frustrating at that time um and then again this last year is like we've had this conversation so many times and people act like this was a breakthrough moment i thought the jianga meshi trial was, should have been a breakthrough moment mm-hmm. and it was like a few months at the beginning when when the reports started to come out um, that that seemed to be that might be what's happening. There's that's when in Canada anyway the hashtag I believe survivors or um, raped and never reported yep. um, started happening, and that there was a huge um, mo- like m- sense of uh, of things sort of changing around that time, and people or in the early days the conversation seemed to be very in support of the the women coming forward and then as the tr- as then as the t- criminal trial started to happen then things sort of went the other way um and the longer it went on and the more um salacious details came out of the trial because of the way Marie Hennig sort of ran the case the more and the, and of course the longer that it lingered the more people started to fix it on this idea of one criminality and the criminal threshold as being the threshold by which we hold people um and that and you know and then um again like the the shit that the women who um reported would like had to go through in the public eye was like really upsetting and i think that may may have had to some degree a bit of a chilling effect but i mean the fact that he was you know cast away from toronto like 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 done away with now now he has to live in new york was like at least a respite in cbc who had been probably covering up for him and like had Mm. been like he was their poster boy for a long time the fact that they were um, at least severed those ties was really positive and he hasn't had a Canadian redemption story up until now has been um, at least somewhat encouraging. 
Um, because they, I'm but, glad you brought yeah. up CBC actually, <laughs> because here's my problem with 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 this is that nothing. I don't think that. I don't think enough came out of that, like in terms of changes at the CBC. Yeah, mm. changes at the CBC. Um, some sort of like. I guess punishment for lack of a better word for those who covered it up. And like, I don't think that CBC has done its reckoning of that. Well, they, they have probably behind closed doors because there were a number of grievances and I, but think they that need to do that publicly in my opinion. There, there wasn't a, yeah. An apology and certain things and the way that they, they let him go seemed pretty definitive, but, but, but yeah, I mean, they haven't really been a champion for like challenging workplace sexual harassment and violence and they still, have a bit of that cult of personality thing that loose that they were until very recently around some of their um, personalities. Yeah, their their main personalities. I will say, like, if just staying on the CBC for a second, if the CBC were to say what they had done and put out a statement, would you believe it? Like, how? What would be the best way for them to do that? I think that they need to. I think it has to go beyond putting a woman in charge. Of CBC. Mm-hmm. Um, they obviously have gender or issues, harassment issues that a lot of places do. But um, be- beyond an apology and a rearranging of the deck chairs, it's still the Titanic, in my opinion. Let's put it that way. I think that they need to have an ongoing, some sort of ongoing structural review first of all um maybe an independent structural review um of their workplace procedures and practices especially when it comes to gender and harassment and stuff like that that they haven't done mm-hmm. um and that's the least of it from that review then you can start thinking about policy options mm-hmm. but W- and you know Canada loves reviews, so I don't, I don't know why this didn't happen. You know, and and they are, res- they are, because they're largely taxpayer funded. They have an extra onus on them. That's my. Those are my thoughts about the CDC. But go on. Right, but like so, a lot of that would come out probably in like a statement from the organization. Would you believe a statement? I haven't seen the review yet. No, but I'm just saying, like, if they had done a review, would you, like, oh, what would make you believe the review was legit and not just like an exercise, a checkbox exercise? Um, so it's like AI's workplace, so there'll there'll be a different kind of accountability. Yeah, it's it. It all comes down to the accountability and what they are like. We know that they're obvious, you know, harassment issues at the CDC. Like, this is not. I don't think that that's surprising. I think the accountability aspect is what are you going to do about it? Mm -hmm. And I still haven't heard anything from the CBC about what they're going to do about it beyond, Oh, look, we have a new, we have a new head of the CBC. So there are people in high position, like there are people in powerful positions there who are women. Sure. But I find that organizations think that that is the answer. And that's not the answer. That's my point. Right. So I want to I kind of go back to this idea of Jian 
you know, assuming that he should be forgiven just because he, it's been. Yeah. Or the question people are posing. Two, three, four years. Yeah. Is there a, is there a redemption? Like at what point would, can someone be redeemed? Well, yeah. And that's my question because Norm MacDonald asked a very kind of poked a similar question this week through his like idiocy, which we don't want. You mean I don't Neil wanna... McDonald or Norm no, McDonald? Norm McDonald. Okay. okay. Through like, I don't want to get into Norm McDonald because we posted about him on our Facebook mm-hmm. and he's an idiot and it's a completely different set of things. And it could just be like his bad opinions taking over because he's got, he's got to do press for stuff and he wants mm-hmm. to be in the headlines. Mm-hmm. Well, he's like Susan Sarandon that way, right? Sure. Um, but one of the things that Norm McDonald mentioned was like, okay, like um, you've got Roseanne, you've got Louis CK, you've got all these people who have done these things. Like, well, they apologized and they should be able to come back now. Mm-hmm. No. Well, I mean, I don't, from like a very simplistic point of view, sure. I'm not saying that none of those people Roseanne accepted. I'm not saying Louis C.K. can't have a career. I'm saying that he has done and not demonstrated that he's done any work to mm-hmm. solve the issues that got him into shit in the first place. Mm-hmm. He Sure, he acknowledged that he, he's like, yeah, that, that happened. And, uh, oh, I feel bad. But then, you know, the set he did at the Comedy Cellar was also making rape jokes. And so what have you actually learned? Right. Well, I mean, there has to be, like, some actual, not just, like, what have you learned, but, like, what have you done yeah, to exactly. a- um, change the discussion. Like, in the in the Gameshi piece, of which there was, like, a Dropbox as well where someone <laughs> took the text oh, and that actually posted got it deleted. up. Did it? Yeah. Well, I'm sure someone Copyright. will post it back again. Um, but I mean, the idea being like, fuck copyright, let's do some gorilla sharing of like dissecting this piece. Like why put it behind a paywall if what you're trying to do is address like the issue. But anyway, he's not trying to address the issue because he hasn't, he hasn't really given it much of a thought. He talks about for like a brief second, how, um, you know, he still has people messaging him, like guys messaging him saying that they support him. But at the same time, he has women messaging him saying that they want to have like rough sex with him and like never reconciles like those two thoughts or what he has to do and not doesn't talk about what he um, like owes to explain to these people. And like the, the anecdote that it closes on is really disturbing. Um, so he says, you know, at the end, um, he's on the subway. He meets this woman. Uh, they start talking and, and he says, you know, and ordinarily I would have, um, you know, if I had met her a few years ago, I would have like name dropped a bunch of people. I would have told her who I was. I would have like pressured her into going for a drink instead. Sorry, did you see pressure? Uh, I, yeah, I mean, I'll have to like, look up the exact quote cause now the thing is gone, but he said, he says that he says yeah. that to her essentially. And, uh, instead all he did was shake her hand and he gets off the subway and he realizes I didn't even know what her name was, I, but I, you know, had such a nice conversation with her and it's like, so you talk to a woman as like a human being. That's great. Like this is like the guy has like done like the least amount of work. Like that is like minimal, like the, like not even progress because no. He's, like, working from, like, negative 100. Now he's, like, at negative, like, 50. Like, I don't know. Like, it's not anything. I will say, I will say, Gianga Meshi at least recognized that no one wanted anything to do with him. And he just shut up and went away. Yeah. Mostly. Mostly. He tried having his, like, fucking poetry read on the internet. And no one liked it. 
Well, I, I don't think he's a great writer either. When you read this, it's no, it's drivel. It is fucking drivel. I I have I have issues now. As to your question about apologies and so on and so forth, where's the accountability? Well, exactly. You have to take accountability. You have to do the work. You have to do the work. And yeah, I I do believe that there is forgiveness. I'm not saying that, you know, we cut them off and blah. And it's all it's all on a case by case basis. But. He Louis C.K., Charlie Rose, I could go on and on and on. Matt Lauer, they've all just been absent for a bit and then they make a comeback. Yeah. And all their bros or or their their friends who are in high positions are like, yeah, sure. It's been long enough because, of course, they decide mm-hmm. how long it's been and they decide when somebody has been redeemed. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, this, what are you going to do? You're going to ruin this commu- his career? Yeah. Also, like, that's just, the least of what people should be concerned about. The root of a lot of these celebrity cases, not their, and, and also to some, to a large extent, the root of all sexual harassment and assault is power. Mm-hmm. And these people were mm-hmm. in positions of great power in a way that we can't imagine and exploited it to, like, a disgusting degree. And that was the Gimeshi's whole thing was one like power was obviously part of like his assaults and like physical like he has committed physical violence as well as like sexual violence which is a yeah. of physical violence yeah. but yeah. um but he manipulated his celebrity and he like inserted himself in places and even just that um and, and i think he is now at least recognizing that to some degree and that comes out in the piece but he's not really owning that he actually what he did was actually wrong but my point is you don't just. You don't need to remain a celebrity. You don't. Your career does not need to be in the public eye. You can go get a quote unquote regular job and work and earn and do your thing. You can continue to live. The rest of us live. We have very fine lives. You can go do that. We don't owe you to be famous, and especially since the fame is the thing that like you were abusing this whole time. Like, why should we trust you with that kind it's of that power? It's that entitlement. It's that entitlement that, and that's what basically you're talking about. This entitlement to be powerful, mm-hmm. to have a position of power, mm-hmm. is exactly the problem. And the fact that that's all they want is to get back to that, to get back to the spotlight and the status and the stage, shows you that they've learned nothing. You need to be properly humbled and figure your shit out. And even then, once you figure that out, go and maybe interact with like people on a day-to-day basis. You still don't deserve to have that platform back. Yeah. So to the Charlie Roses, to the Matt Lowers, to the Louis C.K.'s, the Harvey Weinsteins, and the fucking Gianga Meshis. You know what? We're doing fine without you. Harvey Weinstein should be in jail, to be honest. Like, Anyway, that does it for Massages of the Week. Fuck you, the New York Review of Books. Go fuck yourselves. And your fucking paywall and trying to get people to pay for that shit. It's just sensationalist garbage. Yep. Yep. Anyway, follow the pod. We're on Twitter at Bad and Bitchy. On Instagram at Bad and Bitchy Pod, on Facebook slash Bad and Bee Podcast, and email us Bad and Pod at gmail.com. Bye! Bye. 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 Bye.